Did you miss me? Marlette. Miss Gilmore, put the cups down. Let's move. Is there a problem? Yeah. Um, see those two idiots over there? They're 16. Underage, and I bet you're not. I also bet those big fancy party cups aren't holding lemonade. You really want to end any further conversation with me right now, so just step aside, Skippy. Hey, this is Emily. And I'm Jess. And this is Sandra. And welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra's Sucky Summaries. We start the episode in American garb, multicolored headbands, and red halter tops with tassels. None of which Lorelai wants to give to the charity rum sale. Good thing Rory can make decisions for her. Although I guess Lorelai can technically make decisions, as she's the one who even thought of the rum sale in the first place. Like most things in Stars Hollow, the whole town is involved. Lane is helping eat cheese, Luke brings clothes in old pots, Taylor gets told to go away, and Lorelai finds a jacket she really likes in between the clothes meant for charity. Don't worry, she paid for it. Suki, however, has other plans. Four tickets to the Bengals in New York City. Huzzah for the Burr Bombs. At Chilton, Tristan is staring at Rory and gets called out by the teacher, humiliating them both. But that's okay, because something worse happens. Rory is assigned to work with Paris, Louise, and Madeline on a school project. Also, for a guy that was straight up ogling Rory, Tristan sure does ignore her as he hits on Paris instead. Match made in heaven or privatory hell? Later on at Luke's, Lorelai shows up in the charity jacket and an awful, awful fur cowboy hat. And Luke freaks out while holding a coffee pot. There's drama at the rummage sale. Speaking of which, nothing alive or gross, please. Humongous drums are allowed, though. Lane is stupid and tells her mom the truth about the concert. Guess you're not going, Lane. Miss Patty is nosy and tells Lorelai the truth about the jacket. Guess it used to belong to Rachel. You know, Luke's girlfriend from five years ago that's either an archaeologist or a flight attendant? No one really knows? Still at the Gilmore house, the girls arrive to work on their project, and instead it becomes an evening of dress-up? gossip, and potential friendship. Lorelai, cool mom of the year, invites the girls to the Bengals concert, and they say yes, even Paris, kinda. And suddenly we're in New York. The Bengals are playing, Lorelai is hysterical, and Louise and Madeline catch the eyes of two guys. Meanwhile, Paris and Rory bond. Eternal Flame plays, and I'm personally transported back to the early 2000s, but in the Gilmore Girl world, Suki calls out Lorelai, and Louise and Madeline leave with Sean and Jess. Not that Jess. But don't worry, because Lorelai left the house with four girls, and she's coming home with four girls. The episode ends with Luke apologizing for the earlier freakout, and Lorelai returns to Jacket. Seems like everything's right in the world again. And that was Concert Interruptus. Let's discuss. Guys, I miss concerts so much. Oh, so much. Yeah, this is an interesting episode to watch in a post-pandemic world. <laughs> like, uh, I already, I have had tickets to My Chemical Romance for two years now. And I still yep. can't go until next year. <laughs> I just bought tickets to see, for my husband for his birthday, NF in September. And then also Coheed Cabria Ooh. and The Used the following week. I am so excited. <laughs> Can we talk about those rhinestones? I know we're going to talk about it in fashion, but... Which ones? There are apparently There's... rhinestones on everything in Lorelai's closet. Yeah, this is a really, really weird fashion episode. 
Um, I will, I will talk about it briefly during fashion, but I almost felt like maybe there was something going on with Lauren's head during the filming of this because they had her in a hat or a bandana, like every single time we saw her, except for the concert. Yep. Like, did she have... interesting, yeah. Right? Like, it's just working girl, girl, or a lie. Apparently, yeah. Working girls have to cover their heads. I have a theory that she stole... Keeps the hair out of her face. I have a theory that she stole all of Suki's um, headbands and then just bedazzled them. I mean, I, I have never seen a bedazzled bandana and there was like, two besides this one there was yeah, two she's got multiple colors yeah. um do you guys remember in that time frame the asking on tv the bedazzler oh my god you could bedazzle yeah. your yes. own clothes yes i just i feel very strongly that laurel i own like 10 of those yeah probably oh, yeah because they break so easily you know have to have stock <laughs> in case one breaks just move on to the next <sighs> so oh you know what guys yeah we're wrong Wait, is oh. that one? I think she might wear three different <laughs> bedazzled bandanas. This sounds about right. I think there's a red, a pink, and a green. There's a green. The green That's is the not worst. Better. It's just. And are they all bedazzled? <laughs> or maybe it's still the red one. Okay, maybe it's still the red one. I have just a, the light. Maybe a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think it's realistic with Lorelai's character so far? That she is organizing this charity event? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. That she kind of... I feel like she just dived headfirst and didn't realize what she was putting herself... Also that, yes. I mean, this is... Like, we will see throughout the rest of the show that, like, Lorelai... Like, we hear about how Rory is so involved, right? We hear about how Rory is like, oh, she's always done these things. But, like, Lorelai is always the one who, like, dives into them headfirst. Mm-hmm. Like, she's sewing costumes and, yeah. Yeah, we hear about Rory being involved. We actively see Lorelai That's true, actually. All the yeah. time. And especially with her being such so great at her job with organization skills there, I feel like it makes sense that she would apparently right on the verge of heat exhaustion volunteer to do this <laughs> yeah i like i've never uh chaired a rummage sale i've never been responsible for one kind of a weird method to just bring everything to one person's house to like fill their entire yeah. house with yes. stuff that eventually ends up somewhere else you know so well, and what about the stuff that doesn't sell yeah like where does that go do where do the squirrel back? the ceramic squirrel when she yeah. lets it go where does it go to where does yeah. the kitten in the toilet picture go the the two kitten in the toilet picture uh, yeah. one sign um you know what this scene is actually very familiar to me um in high school i was part of a group called bridges and it was a uh charity group where you would people would bring clothes in and we would go through it and then go to new york and give it out and cool. yeah, it was really great. I did it all four years in high school. One of the best things. Um, I could not imagine it happening in the house. It happened. Uh, like we would get the clothes in the brothers. So I went to a Maris, what is called a Maris school, which is a Catholic sect. And the brothers there let us use their garage. So we would put all the clothes in there and it would just be so much clothes, guys. And so much yeah. gross things. So many gross things. Yeah. yeah. Good thing they put that on the sign in this episode. Yeah. 
<laughs> I wish we had that sign. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. And then Suki comes in. And yeah. she's... We're gonna love her. <laughs> really yeah. gonna love her. Really, really, really gonna love her. Oh, Bengals tickets. I would love a friend that came in with four tickets to the Bengals. Four right? great tickets, yeah. too. Like, I've never sat anywhere near the ninth row for a concert. I wanted to ask you guys, what's your best seats for a concert? Front row pit. Ooh, for what? <laughs> well, Kohi. Yeah. Oh, Kohi, um, Day to Remember for another one. Mm-hmm. Or no, we didn't have pit. We had, that one was just- Coheed for sure. It was Coheed and Take You Back Sunday. Oh, nice. Thanks, nice, thanks. Nice. I've been third row for Fall Out Boy. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. And I've been tenth row for Ed Sheeran at Madison Square Garden. It was really great. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge concert person. I feel like the closest I've ever gotten to a stage is like my mom and I used to go to the ballet <laughs> when I was little and I got like really good seats so we could see the dancers up close. That's, that's fair. You know. That's fair. You know, <laughs> yes. Fallout Boy, <laughs> yeah, the Pacific Northwest Ballet. You know, yeah, all of these things. Same thing. I had twelfth row tickets for Sarah Bareilles Ooh. that I was like super excited for. So I've seen her. Well, the whole this is at the United Center in Chicago. So like the stage, and then they had like floor seats. Mm-hmm. So I was in the lower section in the stands, like twelve row back, twelve rows. Yeah, especially wow. with the like the smaller bands and stuff, it's easier to just fight your way to the front. Um, but as a residential New Jersey, New York person here, there is no Pastorella Theater. <laughs> I was going to look that up. I was curious. Yeah. It's based off of Irving Plaza. Uh, okay. Or Hammerstein Ballroom. I have I think it's Irving. And uh, I have a quick story about Irving Plaza. It's super quick because I don't want to go into details. I definitely waited in line in the rain for free Jonas Brothers tickets at Irving Plaza. Did you get them? I did. It was a great yes. show. It was amazing. I mean, I love the Joe Bros. <laughs> it was 2009. I was like 17 or 18. I was so into it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I just cool. love concerts They're in so general. Good. So did the Gilmores. Mm-hmm. They love concerts and they are super excited about these tickets from Suki. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of odd that like Suki shows up with these four tickets and Rory has to ask if the other ones are for her and Lane. Like, I mean, I guess it's, you know, polite not to assume. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's entirely what it was. It's just like, hey, just for clarification, these... <laughs> These are for me, right? They're not for Michelle yeah. and Luke, right? Because that would be well, weird. <laughs> gosh, what a concert group. <laughs> that would be a great concert. Michelle loves concerts. Yeah. You go see, to see Celine Dion all the time. Oh my gosh. Celine Dion is an experience, not a concert. Come on. <laughs> uh, but poor, poor Lane. I mean, yeah. I think that at this point, especially after the drama that's gone down with Lane in recent episodes... I think we all knew there's no way that she's going to get to go to this show. That it is literally the next episode from Double Date from mm-hmm. Lorelai being like, you need to lie to your mom to go. Yeah. 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 But there's a mom code, I thought. Nope. Well, the mom code apparently allows you to call a concert a play. A play about like, musical people standing in front of other musical people. <laughs> 
who play instruments. <laughs> like, of all, like, that, that kills me because Lane is like this music historian. Oh, she would right? love it. How could she not have come up with a better story? Like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's about, you know, three or four powerful women who have these stories that they want to share. Like, you know, she could have made it sound better. You sure Mrs. Kim would be for that? Uh, no, I think it's just teenage ignorance. Yeah. And she's probably so excited to go that, like, she can't think straight to figure out how to go, would be my yeah. guess. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like lying to your parent about going to New York <sighs> is not a... That's, yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. Going out of state is a whole different story. Yikes. But I did think Suki and Lane hugging, that's, like, their first interaction i don't know maybe not but yeah. like, i thought it was super cute yeah it is really fun to see that like all these people who are connected to the gilmore girls have their own connections mm-hmm. because like we've been getting all of these like characters throughout the season and now we're seeing all of the connections they have like mm-hmm. in this episode suki knowing about luke's past when lorelei doesn't you know yeah. we're starting to see the stuff that goes on outside of the gilmore house yeah. Um, speaking of outside of the Gilmore House, Chilton. So we we get a new teacher. Did we get her name? I don't know if we did. Caldecott. Mrs. Caldecott. Oh, you're right, because Tristan says it like 17 times. How could I not remember? Yeah. <laughs> She's a real hard ass, this teacher. Like, yeah, I mean. It makes me, it makes me kind of angry that she like calls Rory out in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, are you just busy staring at Miss Gilmore's ears? I'm like, don't bring her into this. Like, yeah. You're trying to embarrass him, but you're embarrassing her in this moment, too. Like, just, are you too busy staring at your classmates here? Just as easy to say. So, like, Tristan pulled me in in this episode and then spat me back out. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I was rooting for him for, like, half a second, and then it disappeared. Well, because, like, he wasn't talking and there's something about beautiful young <laughs> Chad Wessel Murray. as long as you don't talk, you're great. <laughs> if he's just emoting, and, like, the way he was looking at her was very, I mean, it was very sweet. Sweet. Was. It was very wistful. He's just, he's just watching Daydream. her because he likes her. Yeah. Which we haven't seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's what pulls you in, is mm-hmm. this is the first time we've seen him looking at Rory in a way that is not predatory in a way that is not aggressive it's not actively yeah right it's just him just being like i like this girl yeah and it makes me sad because the teacher calls him out on it which is super inappropriate and then he does turn around and uh he's a tristan (laughs) yeah and um i just paris must have felt so awful hearing that as well yeah. My heart kind of broke for Paris in that moment, even though they didn't show her. You see half a second of Tristan with this wistful, sweet look on his face of like, I like this girl, and then it immediately goes away. But with Paris, you actually start to see, not that, obviously, but you really start to see Paris open up yeah. and her, like, I feel like you finally start to see really where Paris gets hurt, mm-hmm. where she's sensitive um, you just get to her backstory, I guess. Yeah. Do you guys think Rory was jealous? 
I don't think so. I like I watched that scene with that in mind because to me, as as a you know viewer who has lived through teenagerdom, I know that he is just trying to make her jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at this point, we haven't really gotten any hints of her being interested in him. She's still super into Dean. He's just making an ass of himself. Like honestly, he's just he's being a he's he's trying her- so hard, and she's she sees through it. I feel like her face is just like, are you done yet? Like, yeah. there's no question as to what you're doing here. You can go now. We're discussing things. Yeah. And then his whole, like, he's going to, like, neg her by not, not even saying her goodbye name, yeah. to her. Like, right. come on, Tristan. <laughs> you might as well have walked up and been like, I have a crush on Rory. <laughs> to Like, this part right now to me is just, like, classic teenage yeah. boy. Yeah. And it's not great. He just doesn't know any better. <laughs> he is attractive, which is the Gosh, worst part cute. about it. Um, Louise is really mean. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. She's not the kind of girl I would want to be friends with. No. Mm-mm. Madeline I would be friends oh, with, yeah. but Louise is just... Madeline is really sweet, mm-hmm. and Louise is... She's like, everybody is a frenemy. You know, like, she, or she's a frenemy to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, even she her closest friends, she has no problem. Gina George. Yeah, she kind of yeah. just seems too deep. Like, she has no personality other than hurting other people. I don't yeah. Know. No, boys. Or boys. Yeah. Boys. And apparently her mom's having an affair. <laughs> so casually Which, said. What does that have to do with anything? Like, are you guys going to be hanging out in your mom and her mom's room <laughs> to do this project? Is she screwing all over the house? I that's mean, the case, you might need to call protective services. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this was supposed to show us, like, all the Chilton kids have problems. Yeah. Right? That yeah. was supposed to be like a. Oh, Madeline's problem it. is measles. Which, that also bothered me. Because I'm like, who's. Has she been around her brother? <laughs> like, are they sending her to school after being exposed to the measles? The funny thing is, I think Madeline's was a lie and Louise's is true. Even though it yeah. sounds like the opposite. Uh, either way, the girls are coming to Stars Hollow. Uh, I really commend Rory for being willing to bring these girls into her home, especially when it looks the way it does. Yeah. Like, she's so chill with that. I have always had anxiety, and I know that if I had had a school project and I was having people who were never had never been to my house before, and I would want it to look really nice because I'd want to impress them. Mm-hmm. Rory's just like, I have a house. It's there. You guys can come. Well, I don't think she wants to impress them at all. No, which I think is great. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of worried in that as a kid. Like, I guess I didn't really get assigned to any projects with people that I wasn't really friends with. But like, whenever my friends or anybody came over, I'm just like, eh, this is the house. It probably needs to be condemned, but this is where we live. <laughs> no, it was not that bad. Yeah. We just had no. too many cats. <laughs> uh, but before they get there, we go to Luke's. Mm-hmm. It's the first mention of the bridge. I have a special place in my heart for this bridge that we're going to see more of in season two. Um, it's a good bridge. It's a good bridge. <laughs> a lot of things happen I didn't in this make bridge. This- I did not make this connection until I watched this episode today, and I was like, oh, I bet it's that bridge. <laughs> like, I just never made the connection. What's funny is they're still uh, trying to raise money the next 
like in the next season for this bridge. They're clearly not doing a very good job. <laughs> I mean, I bet it's like in Animal Crossing when <laughs> if you don't put all of the money in, the villagers will never raise it on their own. <laughs> Public displays of town affection is like the best line I've ever heard. I love that line. Yes. I love that she stops and looks at it before she walks in the door and just kind of like giggles to herself a little bit. Yeah. It's another in. like fun element of the Rory Luke relationship mm-hmm. that she comes in and teases him about it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we get that between Luke and Laura like all the time, but it's nice to see Rory, you know, have that playful relationship with him too. I agree. I really like They're it. both like dead serious as they go back and stop talking or I'm not going to get you any coffee. Like, he walks back super serious and they both kind of look at each other in a little bit of smile. Like, no, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Um, Lorelai's hat is the worst thing uh, I've ever seen in my entire burn life. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's just so make... bad, man. It's... Yeah. Like... She, <laughs> we've seen some bad fashion from Lorelai, and this episode, it's not even, like, costumey, right? Because when, when they did this skate date thing, I called out her silly, over-the-top, pigtails, poofy, puff-sleeve, you know, mm-hmm. outfit. She just looks bad in this episode. Well, in this in this particular, the sweatshirt is grimy and grungy I hate looking. that sweatshirt. The hat is... Yeah. We'll talk about it. And that sweatshirt causes a lot of problems. It does. Yikes, man. Luke goes off. Luke really goes off in a very loud, very upset public way. Yeah. Like, Lorelai doesn't get it for most of the going off. She's just like, what is your problem? And then we find out about Rachel. Rachel. But what does Luke expect when he donates that sweater? Right. Like, this is a town event. Somebody is obviously going to buy it. What? Okay. Somebody is most likely going to buy it. What do you expect? You are going to find somebody wearing it. Would it have been, I guess, would it have been less of a reaction had it been anybody else in town? Maybe. I think right? if, if it like, had it been Laura. Yeah. I think so. I think it's probably seeing an ex-girlfriend's thing on the lady that he has a crush on but like can never Mm -hmm. connect with is probably hard Mm -hmm. so we go back to the Gilmore house I just want to mention before we get into Rachel Suki is wearing bandages again she falls she's kind of back into that area funny Mm -hmm. do you notice her hair though it was like little bun pigtail yeah. buns, but like the part in the back, as I'm because obviously this is video, the part in the back like was so look at it, so it pull it's crisscrossed, so like it pulls a top on the right to pull down on the left and then oh. underneath it, and it and it kind of is like a crisscross, but it's not a clear line, so like it mm-hmm. pulls over. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. They definitely play with her hair. Her yeah. hair is super fun because she has like little like cornrows when she goes to the concert too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miss Patty with her drum set. Miss um, Patty, I love anytime we get Patty yes. backstory. I wanted to know if Liz Torres actually danced. Um, I could not find. She she did actually dance like that. Yes, yeah. but I wanted to know if she actually danced in Copacabana, and I could not find that out. Um, 
I'm going to assume maybe. I don't know. If anyone knows, the audience knows, let us know. Yeah. But then we find out about Rachel. Miss Patty knows about Rachel. Suki knows about Rachel. Of course Patty would know, though. Yeah. But why does Suki know? That made me wonder, where is Suki from? Like, is Suki from Stars Hollow? Like, what is Hmm. Suki's backstory? Yeah, well, we never never really really find out. I'm gonna assume. I mean, they give... They give the excuse that Lorelai was dealing with having an 11-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. She she had a kid. She was busy, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, with how much we hear about how Rory has been involved with things, you know, Rory did dance, Rory did this, right? like, are you telling me that, like, Lorelai and Rory were not involved with things at any point in Rory's life because that's not what we're being told. And I just can't imagine them not going to Luke's even when Rory was 11. And if you go to Luke's, you'll eventually see Rachel. Like, yeah. So, I've seen it and I think this is just like all speculation um, that Lorelai does not start going to Luke's until after she buys the house. That she is Mm. not financially stable to go to Luke's and to go out that much until she has the house just some that's that's the line in the sand as to when it seems to have changed which if that's happens when Rory is 11 I guess that would mean they've known each other roughly five four or five years mm-hmm. yeah and maybe they would see each other and passing at town functions because Luke's not completely out of them as much as mm-hmm. he would like to be but maybe not to a point where Lorelai would notice who he is or is not with yeah, I think yeah. Um, all of this is going to be changed uh, later on in the future when they get together. Uh, stories yeah. change. It's like the mm-hmm. Boy Meets World kind of thing of like, did Topanga and, oh my god, Corey. <laughs> did Topanga and Corey <laughs> meet each other as kids or in high school? Like, it's that kind of thing. I think it's the same thing with Luke and yeah. Lorelai. Um, we never yeah. get a clear story of when they meet. I did want to mention, Suki mentions that... Um, Luke didn't go away for college. So I think Luke mm-hmm. Suki is from Stars Hollow. I think they went to high school together. That's the implication. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yes. kind of love the idea of Suki and Luke being in school together. Mm-hmm. But I would I don't know. Luke was I didn't the live baseball that. Emily, you boy. have you have a much more like small town. You've been in that situation, but like does anybody from your graduating class like own a restaurant or anything? Would you hang out with them if they owned the restaurant? Yeah, it depends on the restaurant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did just find out that a girl I grew up with works at a restaurant in the town I live in now. Okay, we don't. Um, we weren't friends. We weren't part of the same group. Not mm-hmm. no animosity. We just didn't hang out. Um, so that was kind of awkward, but. You know what? No. Yes. Yes, I would. Because in my small town, there is a kid in my grade whose family owned this tiny little diner. And I did not hang out there very much, but their pancakes are phenomenal. <laughs> okay. It was on the other side of the town. It was too far to walk. Um, but I do know it was a very common hangout spot. And mm. to the point that my dad actually has stories about him and his friends hanging out at this place just because it's okay. been around so long. See, that's so, cool. Yeah. Like, I just don't have that experience. Like, I, nobody in my class, I think, has the money to buy property in, you know, either the 
Seattle area where I'm from or the Portland area where I live now. But, well, anyways, getting back to the plot, yeah, yes. uh, the girls yeah. are back in town. And they Stars arrive. Hollow meet the Chilton girls. The big Brewster statue named Monty. <laughs> Which we never see. There is a giant rooster statue in my town. I was like, don't I, I don't Why is know this if it's thing? not even for a chicken place. It's in front of a car washing. There was a giant chicken statue in my Guys. town at this really cute shopping center. <laughs> what is happening right now? Can we get pictures of these? Put them up on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, mine no longer exists. And I don't live there anymore. So I can say Bothell Country Village. It was so cool. And gosh, what a cool chicken statue. I never used it for directions, though. There were actual street signs. Yeah. Uh, So the girls get there. We find out that Madeline goes to therapy. uh, Which go for... Good for... Yeah. Good for Madeline. Uh, We also find out that Rory and Dean have only been dating for a month. So since Rory's dance, it's only been a month. Which is kind of screwing up. It doesn't make sense in my head. Like, there's been only four episodes since, so I guess it makes sense, but it doesn't (laughs) at the same time. Well, and especially, like, we were talking about an episode or two back with the Max and Lorelai timeline Mm -hmm. and how much we were supposed to have believed had gone on with them. Like, all of our timelines are starting to get mixed up, and it's, there's, like, some little, uh, some, like, tesseracts. People are... (laughs) Passing yeah. through different timelines. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like Loki. Just a bunch of timelines. Yes, which I am watching. And I have not fun. watched it yet. It's good. Do not spoil that for me. I will not spoil anything. WandaVision's great, though. Watch that. And my, my husband and I are making our way through MCU in like chronological like movie time order. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to kick into like WandaVision. Yeah. Don't spoil anything. <laughs> I'm not even a Marvel person. I watched all of WandaVision. It was great. And I've been enjoying Loki because um, I don't think this is spoiling anything, but Loki is absolutely written for the female gaze. (laughs) I get what you mean. (laughs) I just really like Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson and I love Tom Hiddleston and he is acting his little heart out. (laughs) Hey, Rachel sounds like a Mary Sue. Like, Yes. She sounds too perfect. Yeah. I didn't like it. And I, when we eventually meet her, I think that that kind of breaks. Mm-hmm. But up until we meet her, and then even when we first meet her, she kind of does represent this perfect woman. Like, the one that got away. <laughs> Luke sees her still as, like, being kind of unattainable and, and perfect. But, you know, we see how that ends. So we're definitely going to go through the, the Rachel arc. It's coming up, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then... It's in three episodes. <laughs> and then not to... I mean, everyone I'm hoping has seen this show, so we're not spoiling anything. But Rachel's, like, never mentioned again. Nope. Yeah. But she means so much to Luke. She He freaks out about seeing the sweater five years later. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. But Luke is a compartmentalizer like he's obviously not going to talk to Lorelai about past love interests especially Mm -hmm. when they're not even together yeah that's fair um who the only other real friendship I think we see from Luke is with Kirk 
We still and have that's not a conversation. We still have the with Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland, and I guess we never will. But like, they're best friends, Ugh, apparently. Right. So I uh, just Luke might have these conversations. I just don't think we we would see them. Mm-hmm. And he's very closed off. Like, if he even has these conversations, it's not going to be with somebody we know. I feel like. I think it'd be fair to assume that he doesn't have these conversations because much later down the line, we see Luke having his big emotional breakthroughs to a book on tape, yeah. like a self-help book. You know, like, there's a good chance that he doesn't have people who he has these kind of conversations with besides a current romantic partner. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that is common for a lot of men. Yeah. Like, they don't have an emotional support person outside of their romantic partner yeah. and liz hasn't been mentioned yet right like that he no, has a she sister hasn't. okay yeah so yeah so far I, liz i feel like we sense. see liz take on that role a little bit like far far in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but as of now as far as we know liz doesn't exist yeah and we do learn about liz in the future she is she's not doing great right now would be my guess mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> We'll we'll get to yeah. that, but uh, yeah, having a kid at sixteen, not recommended. Um, but yeah. I do like Rory knowing that her mom loves her. Yes, I, I really like that. Yeah, I really i I mean, this whole episode kind of pushes or or really shoves home the point of. Rory and Lorelai have something special that is not common for mother-daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see all three of the other girls comparing their own experiences to Lorelai and Rory. And, like, you go to concerts with your mom? And, yeah. you know, her their, her mom being concerned about the girls' well-being? Like, this is new to them. My first concert was with my mom. It was Avril Lavigne. Say! And I was 13 <gasps> nice. years old. <laughs> Spice Girls. Oh my god, I'm so jealous of that one. I mean, I I go to a concert with my mom. I have gone to a concert with my mom. It was fun. We saw Yanni. Yanni is my number one mm-hmm. all-time favorite artist. So, Oh, Lorelai would not like you. No, gosh. <laughs> and also, how fun do I sound? I go to the ballet and I go to Yanni. <laughs> you sound very cultured. cultured, yeah. Um, Louise seems like she would love Lorelai, uh, cause she thinks of yeah. Lorelai as, oh, you have like a big sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrongly thinks that because Lorelai is not Rory's big sister. She's mm-hmm. her mom. But we'll see that later. Yeah. But I do, I do love the line where Louise says, your mother fascinates me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, yeah. If I had had a friend like this in high school whose mom was this self-confident and, like, gorgeous and she dressed hip, I would have absolutely been fascinated with her, too. I would have been trying to emulate my friend's mom, you know? Mm -hmm. That's just kind of what teenage girls do. I mean, not in this episode as to the fashion or hip. No. Yeah, gosh. Yikes. (laughs) So, okay, so when Lorelai does her little Pop-Tart thing with the apple in the middle... Uh, back when I was 12 years old, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And the next time I had a sleepover, I did that. And I put all the Pop-Tarts layered 
I did not put the apple in the middle. I thought that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> did did all of the Pop-Tarts get eaten? Because I was looking at that plate and I was thinking, so. for the average person who's about to eat a pizza, that's a lot of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. That's like a whole box of Pop-Tarts. I feel like there's somewhere in the 10 to 15 Pop-Tarts <laughs> on that plate. And there's four girls. There's, I mean, it's too many Pop-Tarts. Even if they were both going to eat two Pop-Tarts. There's still going to be too many Pop-Tarts. And you've already opened them all, so now they're going to get stale. Yeah. That part, bothered, that part bothered me, because it's like, but the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> also, I've got to say, Paris doesn't eat dairy, and I don't eat dairy either. either. And so I loved that Lorelai was like, cool, one with cheese, one without. Because I've spent my entire life taking the cheese off of pizza and it would be so cool if somebody, when I was that age, had been like, cool, we'll order one without cheese. Like, that was never something anybody thought. And I asked what a pizza without cheese And nobody had, like, is. a weird reaction to it, either. What pizza without cheese yeah. is? Yeah. Like, what would a pizza I mean, without a cheese be? It's like a flatbread. I mean, sometimes I'll ask them to put, like, extra sauce on it oh. so that it's still pretty moist. Mm-hmm. Or if I have the option to do, like, an olive oil and garlic rub before they put the, the sauce on. I mean, I I love pizza. I just don't like cheese. <laughs> I uh, respect you, and I understand you completely, but as a New Jersey girl, this was sacrilegious, and it felt like a stab in my heart. But I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, actually, there's this thing that I've seen, and it's it's an East Coast thing, and it's like, it's like a pizza... It's got it's got a, a crust base and then a, a tomato sauce on it, but it's something you would get at like a deli. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a tomato pie or something, but and you wouldn't eat it heated up. Like maybe you get a sprinkle of Parmesan cheese on it or something. But I remember seeing it and being like, "Okay, I'm down with that." No Is it a calzone? <laughs> not a calzone. It's like it looks like a pizza, but it's not. We are gonna have to find out because I have. No idea. Um, but we do travel to New York City, which, by the way, that is very obviously not New York City. <laughs> Emily, have you been to New York? I have. Yeah. A couple of times. Jess, have you ever? No, I have not. They, I mean, they fooled me. It's not New York. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, they film in LA. I'm sure they did the best they could with what they had. Um I guess, so what made you think that? Because, like, the, the scene is just so zoomed in on the yeah. theater itself. Well, I go to a lot of concerts. So, like, immediately I was like, this is not a concert hall that I know. This is not an arena. Yeah. yeah. So I looked it up. It's uh, one in Los Angeles uh, that they filmed. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because I would recognize it otherwise. But New York, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with New York because it's 20 minutes away from me, so it's very easy to get to, but I haven't been in two years. COVID yeah. aside. Um, but, like, I I get scared in New York sometimes. It's a, it's a scary place, guys. <laughs> yeah. Not a place that you would say want a couple of minors to wander no. off with adult men. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Like, regardless, what is the thought process there? Like, hot yes, boys? That's it? Lorelai is, like, a big sister, 
But do you seriously think there's going to be absolutely no repercussions for, first of all, taking fantastic seats from Lorelai and Suki to come mm-hmm. to this concert and then ditching? Yes. Okay. And then we'll be back by the end of the concert. Before we get too much into that, I wanted to ask you guys, wasn't this super unfair to Suki? Yeah, I I thought it was really interesting that Lorelai felt confident in giving up Suki's tickets without like there was no she didn't call Suki like the conversation happened where Lorelai said hey do you want to invite the girls and then they invited the girls presumably Suki was told after the fact and I mean it did seem like maybe Suki got the tickets because she knew that Lorelai was excited about the concert but yeah really I think especially because the girls ditched yeah it sucks (laughs) I think it's hard because Suki gets those tickets for Lorelai. They are a gift to Lorelai. So at this point, I guess, yeah, it's a little disrespectful, especially since Suki is the one that got them. But they are for Lorelai to do with what she wants. That's true. I guess. And it is possible that, like, the idea occurred to her. She called Suki and was like, hey, I was thinking about doing this. What do you think? Suki gave her the okay. And then we just didn't see it on screen. That's true. Yeah. Or none of that happened, and Suki's just harboring this resentment for Lorelai. Listen, she calls her out. So, like, Eternal Flame is playing, which is, by the way, my favorite Bangles song. And um, Suki straight up tells Lorelai, I think you're jealous. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's great. That's what I love about this friendship, though. Like, they don't pull punches in a good way Mm -hmm. of, like, hey, maybe analyze your actions here a little bit. (laughs) Oh, side note, yeah. it's a Philly tomato pie. Oh, so it'd be in Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I'll look it up. And it's essentially like a pizza without any toppings. It just... I get angry every time I drive through Pennsylvania, so... I feel that completely. Well, maybe you could stop for a <laughs> slice of tomato pie and it would make you smile. <laughs> One thing I thought was funny uh, was, well... Apparently, so did Lorelai and Suki, how bad their seats were. Yeah. (laughs) And the way the guys were so pissed off at her. They were so pissed off. Because maybe that's the best those guys could afford. Like, I thought that's kind of how I was thinking of it. But I, so I haven't ever had, well, that's a lie. I usually have pretty bad concert seats whenever I go. Like, so I saw Hozier, um, and I, you know, I paid money for tickets, but I did not have good seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I usually do kind of the thing that Suki and Lorelai do, where you're you're there, you're getting the experience, you're hearing the music, you're just not having that full experience. Um, but I did attend a musical. I saw Wicked, Ooh. and I had terrible seats for that. And it was, like, comical, like, to the point where you couldn't (laughs) see any emotion on the actors' faces. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't see anything. They were just little people moving around on the stage. So I know what it's like (laughs) to be like, these are terrible seats. Like, we didn't pay very much for them, but this is, this is comically bad. Uh, My worst seat experience was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and uh, we were in section 200 and something in the last row. And it was for Paramore. And we're watching from all the way up there. And I felt sick. Like, it's oh. it's so high up that I was like... So it was oh. true nosebleeds. Yeah. 
And I was like, I can't do this again. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this was worth it. <laughs> no, I just love concerts. As long as I can see the stage, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have been, I would have been thrilled with those tickets. Yeah. Right. My thing is, like, you can still hear the music. Like, if there is a place in the seating where you cannot hear the music, then there's a problem with the theater. Yeah. Um, but as you're still hearing it live, and that's what you're really going for. Yes. Would I have liked to see Hozier's face, <laughs> his beautiful face as he sang? I would have loved that. But I also grew up middle class, mm-hmm. where we didn't have money to pay for the special tickets. Um, we brought binoculars to stuff yeah. you know like oh, yeah i remember doing that yeah. yeah you brought your binoculars so you were you were practically on the front anyway <laughs> well and you don't need them now there's screens at every venue yeah, yeah. or any big one that you would have seats that mm-hmm. far away i've been really spoiled living in jersey and being so close to new york because they always go to new york and it's always a special show so like yeah i feel I'm like spoiled. so i i specifically remember one Thing I went to see. I think it was also Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> at the theater here. And our seats were halfway behind a column. Oh no. <laughs> so my mom got me Awkward. two tickets to go see Wicked for is my Christmas present. So me and my sister in law went and our seats like if I had moved my head slightly to the because our staring at the stage, our seats were to the left. We were essentially on the verge of getting tucked behind a column. So if I moved too far to the left, I would not see for like half the stage. Oh, just like, okay, I guess I'm going to lean to the right and watch this show. Sorry to keep going with the wicked, but like, we were also in this stadium seating that was so steep. Yes. Like, if you stood up, your knees were above the head of the person in front of you. Mm -hmm. And like, I just had this terrible fear of tripping forward yes, and like it's so scary. literally falling like three stories because God, that was me at Paramore. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is horrifying. And then we were drinking. We had a beer and I was like, I can't drink anymore. I feel dizzy. Yeah. Uh-uh. So we've been there. Yeah. We have all been the Suki and Lorelai. And I'm glad that they were able to find the humor in that mm-hmm. situation because Otherwise, you're just miserable. Yeah. Um, and you know who's not miserable at this concert is Paris. She's yeah. having a pretty good time. She like, is. Yeah, like a full-blown smile from Paris. And Rory looks at her and she like tones it down like, uh, nope. Yeah, she was like dancing or clapping her hands or something. Yeah, she was like yeah. bopping along with the music. <laughs> I love Paris in this episode. Um, Madeline and Louise, not so much. Louise... Mm-hmm. Madeline I like more than Louise but both of them are in the corner right now in timeout leaving with those guys is so dangerous and I'm so yeah. glad that we get the scene later on with Lorelai because mm-hmm. how dare they do that but also what if those freaking men grown men hitting on two 16 year old girls yeah oh gross Gross, gross, gross. Yeah. So she says college boys. That means they're somewhere between the ages of 19 to 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're all drinking. So that would lead me to believe. At least a couple underage drinking. Yeah. yeah. But I would guess still the youngest being 20. Mm-hmm. So you're 20. 
hitting on a couple of 16-year-old girls. Yeah. Kids. Super gross. They are who, kids. Who? I, you know what? No. I think she told them they're 18. Yeah? You oh, think, probably. Yeah, they probably lied. Yeah. Because when Lorelai walks in, she goes, see those two idiots right there? They're 16. And both guys just, like, their faces drop. And like, uh, nope. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Speaking of the guys, one of the guys was Brandon Bruth. And it blew my mind watching it because I never picked that up. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's so attractive. Was he Jess or Sean? I, I still don't know. I think he was Jess. I don't know. Jess. I hope he was Jess. That would- but also, like, did we really need another Jess? Did they not have the Jess planned at this point? I'm telling you, Probably she has not. names that she really likes. And then she does. Yeah. She just names them all the same name. It is funny seeing his face because I do, like, recognize him now, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's an actor who has done other things. And to see, like, I mean, that's the way it is. Like, we will see Billy Burke. Yeah. Charlie from Twilight pop up at a later point. And I look at him now and that's all I see. But when he was in Gilmore, he was just Alex. And we'll you know, see like, Seth MacFarlane just, like, mm-hmm. rocking in a in a graduation robe. And it's like, that's the guy from Family Guy, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> That is a guy from many, many things. Yeah. yeah. It is fun seeing all of these people who were on Gilmore before they were, you know, who they are mm-hmm. today. A lot of people didn't get their start so much, but I mean, even like Jane Lynch, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. saw Jane Lynch in Forgiveness and stuff, and it's like, that's Jane Lynch. But back then, she was just a blonde actress. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool, actually. Especially, I feel like the guys in the show really make it, like... The Chad Michael Murray's, the um, Adam Brody, um, even Jared, like, mm-hmm. they go off and do their own stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chad McMurray, though, apparently Tristan and Parrot's kiss in the sixth grade. I mean, it was a, a dare. Yeah, it was a dare. Still. Yeah, I count it. Paris definitely does. From that conversation, though, I I get how deep Paris's loyalty runs. Mm-hmm. I know that's part of the things you see her like. She doesn't seem to think that her mom cares for her very much. But if you even try to speak a bad word about Tristan, like she will shut you down. The yeah. crush is real. Like, she has very strong loyalty streak in her, and we see this in the future too with her friendship with Ori. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's nice to see, because we've talked about, you know, the humanization of Paris, right? She started off as, like, this caricature of, like, mean schoolgirl, and now we're seeing her as a human, and we're starting to get that for Tristan, right? With his sweet look, and, like, the scene at the beginning is definitely designed for us to feel bad for Tristan, that he's getting called out, that the teacher is picking on him. And then we also hear from Paris that, like, he's got stuff going on. You know, like, he's Mm -hmm. got stuff going on at home. It's not always easy for him. And, like, that's the first time we've heard anything about Tristan's home life or anything besides, you know, Richard knowing his grandfather Mm -hmm. and people knowing who Tristan is and who his people are. And so this is the first time that we're like, okay, you know, Tristan has his issues, but, like, he's also a real person. I wish they would have done more with Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like at this point, no student that we have met at Chilton has a good home life. No. Rory's the best. Yeah. And she's missing her dad. Like, 
And she's the best one of, of all of them. She's at least about, one good character. Uh, yeah, right? Yellow shirt guy's daughter. <laughs> yellow tie guy. We don't know her. Yellow tie guy. Yeah. Jack. Maybe maybe she has a great life. <laughs> maybe he maybe. He was in China I know, though. I'd be weirded out if my dad spent a lot of time hitting on other moms. Oh, wow. And also in China. In China. Yeah. yeah. Um Paris's fate when Madeline and Louise leave. I think it was sad. Like, she wasn't sad, but I, I saw that scene as so sad. Of, like, she's so used to her friends abandoning her that she doesn't even yep. blink. Nope. Yeah. It was just, like, an, a serene accepting, like, this is friendship with yep. them. This is what they do. Yeah. Yikes. And I've been there, right? Where you feel like your friends aren't really your friends. And it's very middle school. Right? Mm-hmm. It sucks. My brother ditched me at a concert. Yikes. <laughs> Sounds like a brother thing mm. to do, though. So it was me and a guy I liked, and him and his girlfriend at the time, and he found out that day that she had been cheating on him. So what's he do? He sends me to go with the boy I like and his soon-to-be ex-girlfriend. He's like, go, yeah, I'm just not gonna go. I'm like, you're driving. He's like, I'll drop you off. Oh, it's like he literally took us to the drop-off point at the venue and left. That is a scene. To hang out with some girl who I just found out cheated on him. So that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But yeah. That uh, was not normal, though. <laughs> two 16-year-old girls ditch their group, ditch their chaperone to head off into the New York City night. At least Madeline tells Rory. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Because otherwise, they would have been screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New York is huge. And, and how did they expect to get home? I don't think that they thought. I mean, I think that's kind of the point. They are kind of airheaded teenage girls who just, like Lorelai says, you think you know, but you don't. Yeah. I do want to make a side note like, what you just said. How did they get there in the first place? Did they drive or take a train? I'm assuming um, took a train. Yeah, they don't. They don't say it at all because we know that Lorelai has jeep. Yeah, that wouldn't. Lorelai could have transported like four of yeah. them. Hmm. There would have been a train thing. So if it would have been a train thing, the trains stop at like two o'clock in the morning, and it's like eleven, twelve right now. You guys yeah. could have been stranded in New York. <laughs> And then, they, I mean, they would have come to Chilton the next week with lots of stories about, oh my gosh, we spent this crazy weekend in New York, you know? Or they could have not come to been New dead. York. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or worse. Yeah. Or I yeah. guess probably not worse than death. But Depends things on can how get you look at bad. It, but yes. Assaulted. Yeah. And that was never specifically said, but it was definitely implied um, with mm-hmm. Laurel yeah. saying, like, Drinking those drinks that you don't know what's in them and, like, going with two random guys. All very valid points. Yikes. Yeah. I love that Lorelai, they've already established her in the episode as somebody that the girls are looking up to, right? Like, Louise has her line about, I'm fascinated by your mother. She's, like, having a big sister. Um, Because it gives her credibility when she does bust open Mm -hmm. that door and go, we are leaving. That they're, like... Okay, we're going to listen because you know she's a mom, but yeah. she's also a cool mom, and we have to do this. I mean, Lorelai busts in with a mom voice. Yeah, 
Like, yes. you do not fight the mom voice. You accept it and you move on. <laughs> I cannot imagine someone else's mother talking to me that way. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like, they got straight up lectured, which, good. But also, yeah. have they ever been talked to that way? Probably and not. She says she's going to have a really long conversation with her parents. And I'm like, do they you even go care? Ahead and yeah. But yeah, do they care? Are they going to be like, oh, we're going to ground them and then whatever. Move on with life. Yeah. And yet, Paris Geller, this might be, have been the best night I've ever had. It's so sad Broke when my I think heart. that Paris is... Par- Broke my heart. Was Paris like, I wonder if my mom would do this. Yeah. I wonder if my mom would look for me like this. You should never yeah. have to like, wonder that. that Maybe she would send someone. Thought. Yeah. Oh, Paris. Paris. <laughs> Paris is breaking my heart. Yeah. It is very sweet that she had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind it of is. funny that part of the thing that was so good was getting to see her kind of lousy best friends get yeah. theirs, you know? Get a foot up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they deserved it. I mean, God, what could have happened to them? And it would have been blamed on Lorelai. Oh, absolutely. She's supposed yeah. to be the chaperone. Like, oof. But what's funny is, you know, we watched this as younger people the first time around. I think the first time around, I felt like, oh my god, she's acting so crazy. They must be so humiliated. And yeah, you can see that. I was firmly on Lorelai's side from the beginning on this episode. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've always been a very, or I guess I'm no longer a kid. I was always a very good kid. I couldn't Mm -hmm. imagine doing something like this. But at the same time, you know, like, having a mom burst into a party and yell at me would have, like, that would have been the end of me. Yeah. (laughs) would have melted. Like, that humiliation is real. Yeah. (sighs) But yeah, the concert ends. The girls are safe. Lorelai came with four girls. She leaves with four girls. And a Suki. Um, And Suki. (laughs) And then it's time for us to finish up. Back in Stars Hollow at the rummage sale, yep. which is huge. I do not believe that all of this fit into Lorelai's house. I I mean, it didn't. A lot of it was out front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see the humongous, like, drums in the background and stuff. Like, it's... I mean... Oh, like, you see a guy carting up, like, pulling them on a cart or mm-hmm. something. So, because in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, who's going to buy those? <laughs> Who is going to buy those? Somebody does. <laughs> and honestly, if you go back and you watch, because there's a scene where Lorelai and Luke, like, walk through the rummage sale. If you just look at all of the different stuff that is there, there's chicken statues. There's More big, gigantic, ornate lamps. Like, yeah. Everything is at this rummage sale. We didn't mention it before, but Taylor uh, coming in with his pans or his plates or whatever and how there's a chip. He goes into the kitchen to write that and then never comes out. <laughs> what happens to Taylor? He just, like, he just lives there now. He's just still Oh my gosh, the there's a whole deer head. Oh my I just, gosh. This is incredible. Um, the best rummage sale. Luke bringing in old pots got to me. Like, I thought that was so cute. I don't know why I touched it. Yeah. Him. I mean, what else is he going to donate? <laughs> Apparently his ex-girlfriend's old clothes. And what do you guys think about Lorelai returning the jacket to Luke? 
I mean, it would be I really... I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. It would be really awkward to keep wearing it. Yeah. But, I mean, do you guys think that Luke has, like, a box somewhere? You know, like, that's the thing later on in the series yeah. is having a box of, like, the mementos of a relationship, which, you know, I did. I was like, I'm a Gilmore girl, too. I have a little... I have, like, a Victoria's Secret bag of mementos from my high school boyfriend. Um, but... Do you think Luke has something somewhere that he keeps special stuff in? One of his drawers underneath, like, a bunch of his clothes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I bet he does. Just, like, a spot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the clothes he donated had to have been somewhere. Um, yeah, true. I'm gonna say, uh, the episode's weirdest characterization... Character... You can't say that word. Characterization? There you go. Uh, moment was uh, Luke with his sushi magnets. Just didn't. <laughs> Wasn't a Luke like, thing, but okay. I absolutely can see, like, season six Luke. Somebody being like, do you want to get sushi? And Luke being like, ugh, sushi. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we lose this man. Yeah. This man is lost to time. Enjoy him while he is here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was Concert Interruptus. Any, anything else we want to mention real quick? Um, the t-shirts that Lorelai bought for all the girls. Oh. Lane is wearing Bengals Tour 2000. Yes. I found the t-shirt. It's from a House of Blues concert that they had, but it is a legitimate Bengals Tour concert t-shirt. Oh, cool. I like that she got one for Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's obviously not going to give the two to Matt and Louise that she bought. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I mean, it was a different time, but like concert merch is so crazy expensive. They are. Oh yeah. I like that was easily a hundred plus dollars that Lorelai just dropped probably to like, gift these ungrateful girls. Twenty five to thirty five each. Yeah. She's a cool mom. She is though. a cool mom. <laughs> yep. She was a mom, period. Yes. Which I don't know, does this bring me into town's person of the week? Who are we voting for, guys? I feel like... I feel bad, because I feel like last week was a pretty obvious winner. I have two potentials. How about you guys? Okay. Cool. Because, I mean, I could say mine, Mm -hmm. but I... Mine is Lorelai. Like, I think that Lorelai, even with all of her eccentricities, she really shined in this episode, you know? She shined by taking on this gigantic project for the town... She really, you know, I loved her point that she made about, you know, the reasoning behind inviting the girls to the concert. Like, you're going to be at this school for another three years. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice for you to have some friends? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all really good, smart, reasonable mom logic. And then she's fun at the concert. She's great getting those girls out of trouble. So I would say Lorelai would be mine. How about you, um, I would be torn between Lorelai, basically for all the reasons you said, Jess, and the, or Paris. Yeah, those are my two, too. Ooh, yeah. Paris just, she she doesn't shine in this episode as much as Lorelai, so I guess I would lean towards Lorelai. But we get more backstory as to why she is the way that she is. And we finally see her, like, actually enjoy something. Yeah. And not because of the competition, not because she feels like she has to, but just she just has fun. And guys, she gives yeah. Rory 
half of the debate time. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love I love Rory's like it's like doing that spit in your hand and shake hands yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um but less gross. So yeah, on a lesser it's Paris, but on a much bigger for me it's Lorelei. I think Lorelei really knocked it out of the park with this episode. I mean Which one? I think I think it's Lorelai with like an honorable mention to Paris. Okay, cool. Yeah. She, Paris is still not quite a person. <laughs> I feel like our tiebreaker on this might be from Carrie wrote oh, an email yeah. this week and her town's person of the week was Lorelai for essentially being super mom here. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Carrie's got a good head on her shoulders, so I'd say we gotta go with Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai wins. Uh, I think Congrats this is... to Lorelai. Ooh, I don't remember. Is this her second or third win? She won for... She won Love and War and Snow. Yeah. The Snow Day episode. She's a repeat winner, regardless if it's second or third. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Lorelai. <laughs> Do we have a reference of the week? Yeah, so I have got one. Um, When they are talking about Rachel... And when Suki is being pestered by Lorelai about, you know, tell me about her. Was she pretty? What kind of what kind of hot was she? Suki says she was Elle McPherson pretty, which is an intense kind of pretty is what Lorelai <laughs> says. And if you have never heard of Elle McPherson, she is an Australian model. Um, and since the time of Gilmore Girls, she has become a lot more than that um she's also i think she's a spokeswoman for things she uh has hosted on television shows she's hosted on britain and ireland's next top model um but yeah she she's like a sports illustrated swimsuit kind of model but she does have a very fierce kind of beauty and one of the things that we had talked about before recording is that they must have cast Rachel by this point because there is definitely something about Elle that Rachel has. Something in the hair. Elle has got this really beautiful kind of flowing uh, multidimensional blonde hair. And Rachel obviously has her curly hair, but there's that same kind of wild beauty. Um, Elle McPherson, she is an ambassador for uh, Red which is an initiative set up by Bono and Bobby Shriver to raise money and awareness for the Global Fund to Fight AIDS. So she is somebody who uh, has a philanthropy and charity focus. But yeah, oh, cool. she's not just a swimsuit model. She's she's more than that. And she is stunning. She is, yes. So yeah, that was just a quick little reference of the week. And in this episode, we have a special treat uh, as Emily will go on to tell you uh, there weren't a whole lot of books in this episode, but there was a lot of music. So we're trying something a little bit new. Music history with Emily. Yeah, so this week obviously we had no had no books, but we did have a fantastic set of music from the Bengals. Now Lorelai mentions that the Bengals were her favorite band in high school. And the Bengals formed in 1981. I assume Lorelai was probably in high school in the late 80s, based on when um, Rory was mid to late 80s. Well, so it was 2000 and she's 32. 
This is this is true. Math, Somebody Emily. do math. <laughs> we can do this real do quickly. <laughs> My calculator two is nineteen sixty eight. So plus fourteen. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. I uh, plus sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, mid eighties, mm-hmm. which would have been at the peak of the Bengals. They're um, so they were initially formed by Susanna Hoffs, who we also get another mention from Lorelai. I almost named you Susanna. She's the lead singer, uh, formed with sisters Vicky and Debbie Peterson, and then also Anna, or I'm sorry, Annette Zelinskis. Sorry if I butcher that. <laughs> but so they, uh, there was a little bit of move around in um, the lineup, but they were first listed as The Colors. Ooh. So their band name was The Colors. Um, shortly after that, they renamed themselves to The Bangs. And then when they were getting ready to release their first album, discovered that the Bangs is already registered as a band name. So they dropped the the and add the less to become (laughs) Bangles. Bangles. Nice. Their um, first hit was, um, they actually did really well kind of from the start. So they released an EP in 1982, released the single The Real World, and then... Annette actually left the band and was replaced by Michael Steele, uh, Mickey Steele. It is also a girl. Weird. I felt like it was necessary to. Wasn't to uh, Nancy Drew? That. Didn't she have a friend whose name was Mike, who was a girl? Um, I don't know. Did she? <laughs> I have not read Nancy <laughs> Sorry. for a really long time. There was a Ned. Yeah. George. Anyway. George. Her name was George. George. It was George. Okay. <laughs> Um, didn't Manic Monday, wasn't that, like, one of their first? Yes. Yeah, right? So, they got Manic Monday from Prince. Oh, wow. Prince initially wrote Manic Monday and gave it to the Bengals to perform. He had written it for his Ap- Apollonia 6 group. Okay. I have no idea how to say this. So, yeah, they came out with Manic Monday in the show. We see Hero Takes the Fall and Eternal Flame. They also have Walk Like an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. They also had, yeah, following... Uh, walking down your street they had a lot of really big hits um one just fun fact about them is Susanna Hoff said in an interview that she recorded Eternal Flame entirely naked (laughs) and loved it so much she ended up doing the majority of the album naked get it girl all right um Eternal Flame is one of my favorite songs uh from that era right it's not like in my top five right now but like um, I love 80s songs. I love them so much. And yeah. the Bengals are, like, so good. I really love them. I feel like the 80s was the beginning of, like, the big femme rock mm-hmm. movement. And I love it. I am I am here for it. So, yeah, this week, music, the Bengals. Um, after that, we have fashion with Jess. Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Wow, what a lot of clothing, yet again. Uh, There's a lot of real whack choices, is what I'll call them, in this episode. Um, You sound like a bad dad in the 90s trying to sound cool. (laughs) Right? That's just real whack whack. choices. (laughs) But the, the, the secret is that I am a young person in the 2010s and the 2020s, and uh, I'm still not cool. Oh, you're but cool, Jess. 
We're oh, the coolest you. of yeah. the cool makeup podcast. Thanks. Um, cool but that. you know what's I'm gonna I'm gonna make another statement and I'm gonna say is not cool is Lorelai's fixation on bandanas. We've already brought it <laughs> up, but these bedazzled bandanas, I genuinely think that there must have been something going on with Lauren's head or her hair, because every every scene we've got red bandana. We've got green bandana. We've got cowboy hat. We have. Oh, I hate that hat so much. Do we have two cowboy hats or just one cowboy hat? I think it's, it's just, just one. Just one, but there's a purple fuzzy hat. But it's not Lorelai's. Okay. Yes. And then at the end, I don't know if anybody else looked at this hat as hard as I did. So Lorelai is wearing like a knit cap at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, it's another not great knit cap. It's not as bad as the last one we called out as just being hideous. But I think that there are like underwater explorer men or perhaps I thought it was like snowflakes. Bigfoots? That's the thing. Bigfoot. I thought it was snowflakes too, but it is clearly humanoid figures. It is clearly Bigfoot. It's like, yeah, she's got a Bigfoot hat. No, I think somebody just took some leaves, traced them on the hat, and then filled it in with white and polka dots. I don't think they're leaves. We'll post a picture. You guys can get in on the I'm, debate. Uh, but I'm trying to look at it. Yeah. This is, uh, if you, listener, are curious about a good spot to look at it, if you are on Netflix, one minute and 12 seconds from the end of the episode, you get a great view of this hat, and it looks like... It looks like people. Anyway, something was going on. Lauren had to keep her head covered for this particular episode. Moving on from the headwear. I, I mean, bandanas things... were super big at this point in time. I don't know if I agree with that there, there was something wrong with Lauren's head. I think it was just <laughs> the fashion of the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, we see her very Americana-inspired shirt with her red white and blue kind of like a deconstructed american flag thing going on um rory is dressed very much like your average teen she's got an orange yet again a turtleneck cannot get a turtleneck away from these ladies uh, you can't get any clothes Taylor away shows from them up. yeah no apparently you, you literally cannot get clothes away from them i think it's kind of insane that Rory goes into her mom's closet and literally grabs an entire section yeah. and walks Without out with looking it. looking at any of it. Just grabs it. I mean, admittedly, it's not leaving their house, so there's plenty of time to, like... <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it was kind know, of like a filter. hoarder episode of, like, yeah. let me just clean this spot. Yeah. It makes me wonder, if, like, if Lorelai's, like, clothes clothes wearing process of, like, if it's in a certain part of her closet, it's because she never touches it. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's what Rory grabbed. Because, like, I have, like, the far right of my closet is all the stuff that just keeps getting shoved back and shoved back and shoved back because I always hang things on the left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, if it's in the far right, like, I probably haven't worn it in a year or so. Yeah, like, what if she grabs any of her flippy skirts or something? Like, you can't give those yeah. away. Moving on. Uh, we see... Lane. Lane is in yet another very basic Lane outfit. She's got a long sleeve purple shirt with a kind of like polka dot button up over the top. Uh, Suki is in purple on purple. She looks beautiful, as always. Uh, at Chilton, like normal, we have the girls kind of doing the differentiating where 
I believe Madeline wears gray, Louise wears blue, Rory wears the, the blazer, and Paris wears the blazer. There was a girl in the back that you could see like a bandana on, but it was like really big bandana. Like it didn't look, it is at 614 or a little before or after that. It's when the teacher is yelling. Oh, yeah. If you can see. Um, like it's plaid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess I have a question for Sandra. Yeah. Did you guys perhaps have a like official bandana that you were allowed we to wear? We did not. <laughs> we certainly did not. And we also know that, like, the scrunchies were apparently a big debate. So do you think that the bandana debate was its own thing, too? Oh, I'm sure it was. This is Chilton. After we get through with our day at Chilton, it's time to visit Luke's. And if you are Lorelai visiting Luke's, you wear his ex-girlfriend's ratty sweatshirt and a... I'm going to say, like, a horsehair leopard print cowboy hat. I will never get over how much I hate it. (laughs) A few episodes back, Emily accused my boy Jackson of looking like he got dressed in the dark for wearing the world's coolest (laughs) outfit. I'm going to present this as Lorelai's got dressed in the dark outfit (laughs) because she looks terrible. I mean, she looks, she's Lauren Graham. She looks phenomenal, but... It's just like a gross sweatshirt that belongs to somebody else. For anybody who hasn't seen the episode recently, let me describe this piece of clothing. It is a zip-up sweatshirt, kind of on the thin side. It is a mottled green-blue. Imagine you took a blue hoodie and you got it wet and you let it mold for a couple of years. Um, that's what this would look like. And then you said, that's not enough. Oh my and you gosh, bedazzled yeah. it. That's what this hoodie is. And I mean, the hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a pretty ugly With some sweatshirt. random symbols. And apparently Lorelai was like, this is cool. And Luke was like, this is a problem. Uh, we see Rory in a shearling jacket. Very classic Rory. Uh, we briefly see Miss Patty outside of Lorelai and Rory's home. She is in a very fabulous Patty Moo Moo. She's kind of flowing and dancy, like always. We love a Patty scarf Moo Moo moment. Lorelai has moved on to her second bandana of the episode. It is green, and you know what? It matches her eyeshadow. She wears a lot of green eyeshadow throughout this episode, which I thought was kind of an interesting vibe because she's done blue throughout the entire season so far she was really feeling the green we see suki in a green turtleneck with super cute buns that emily has already pointed out uh her hair is on point throughout the entire episode as always guys remember how much i love that denim shirt of luke's i feel i feel the opposite about this (laughs) denim shirt that i was wondering um it just Something really? about it, the way that it fits, feels it feels kind of momish to me. I don't think it's super young, but when you put her next to Paris in Paris's turtleneck, fully buttoned up coat, Paris looks like the mom, Rory looks like the kid. Um, and then to balance it out, you have Madeline and Louise, who look like yeah. hip young teenagers of the time. Uh, Louise has some really great... Uh, I think she's wearing some tall boots. She's got a fun jacket on. 
Uh, Madeline has a very fun pink and purpley kind of look with a scarf. It's very cute. It's very trendy. And then we have the concert attire. I want to, before I say anything, what did you guys think of what was worn to the concert? Well, I don't think the girls were given a chance to change, right? They thought they were going to study section. That's something I thought about, too, though. Like, I'm genuinely surprised that Madeline and Louise would not make a, like, yeah, we, we'll go, but, like, yeah. I need to go home and change. Because <laughs> like, um, they leave at wear. 6. I'm sorry. I'm still on this. They leave at 6. How the hell did they get there in time for the concert? Okay, this this is a random aside. They once again mention the time that it takes to get yeah. from Chilton to Stars Hollow. And they say 30 minutes by bus. Yeah. 30 minutes by bus. So yeah. it has to be 15 by car. <laughs> so, I mean, quickly to cover everybody else, uh, Madeline, Louise, <laughs> and uh, Paris all wear what they were wearing. Lorelai wears, honestly, kind of a fun top with, like, a keyhole cut out in the front and a little tie. Um, Suki just wears, like, a, a blue shirt and kind of a furry jacket but rory rory's like i'm going to a big concert in the big city let me pull out my denim and leather patch jacket <laughs> speaking of annie oakley it's, before i mean rory is gonna be <laughs> I love a funky leather jacket i love a funky denim jacket in theory i would love the combination of a funky denim leather jacket there's something about this that makes it feel like you know, like she lives in the woods and her father has patched it with the hides of the animals that he killed over the last season. Like that's kind of the look. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I I honestly feel so conflicted about so much fashion in this episode. Um if I was gonna steal an item, I mean Well, hold on. There is one person at the concert that I feel like needs to be highlighted. Even though they were not a main character, they didn't say a word, they were just behind. It's the girl in the bright green jacket and pink red hair. It is at um, 2627-ish. She's just standing behind them the entire time. And the entire time, I could not take my eyes off of her. Because she's so bright. It's like uh, oh, it's yeah. like when you're watching an anime and uh, the main character yes. has like magenta hair and everybody else has black hair. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, she's having I love a main character moment. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. I like this whole episode is full of so much very time capsule fashion. You know, like Emily, you came to the defense of bandanas. Absolutely, at the time that this was being filmed, bandanas were hot. I was wearing bandanas. I was wearing bucket hats. You know, like, that was kind of the era. Um, I don't I think a lot of... bucket hat. No, I, I, I never well, wore a bucket hat. I didn't I mean, anything about bucket, bucket hats. Bucket hats are cool again now. <laughs> but what, I, what I'm trying to get at is that this episode is such a time capsule of pieces from the era that I don't know if there's anything that I would pull out that would really stand up in my current wardrobe. So... I don't think there's anything I would steal. I think that... <laughs> I think that Lorelai was probably both the best dressed and the worst dressed for all of her outfits at the same time. Do you guys have a deciding thought either way? I just... It was a conflicting episode for fashion. I've been skipping through the episode and I finally got a good look at that knit cap. 
It's that is creatures. definitely Bigfoot. <laughs> it's it's creatures. <laughs> um, uh, I think worst dress for me personally, Paris. Yeah, she it was, was just it was so. Uh, it was yeah yeah. Beige. It was it was so just nothing. It was buttoned up. It was old. It aged her. Yeah. I don't think I necessarily have a worse dressed. To me, everything just screams of the time. I do have a piece I would steal, and that would be the Bengals t-shirt. Ooh, oh, yeah, yes. Me too. Yeah. Same. I love a concert tee. Me too. But yeah, that was fashion. Kind of a, a rambling fashion, but kind of a rambling episode when it comes to the clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And... We've already done a little bit of a Stars Hollow Speaks by giving our good friend Carrie a shout out. Thank you for being the deciding vote in our town's person of the week. But we do have some other great listeners who have reached out to us over the past week. I want to give a quick shout out to Alba Erizuri. I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But she shouted us out on Instagram and she linked us and... I'm just so grateful for that. You guys have no idea what that means to us. Like going on Instagram and just seeing us tagged on a post made all our days. Like, is it possible to fangirl over somebody fangirling <laughs> over your 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 thing? It is possible because I definitely did it. Yeah, and we've also noticed um, an increase in the number of really sweet comments you guys are making on our Instagram posts. We'll say we had a really great message from Kendra. Um, on instagram as well pretty much just that she really enjoys the episode so thank you so much on that and then also from Tasha on instagram um she had a comment on this episode specifically actually it just she loves seeing paris have a good time at the concert as much as we're supposed to not like her so far i think she deserves a good time and the fact that she says my mother wouldn't do that when she's talking about lorelei trying to find and save the other girls it broke her heart Full, full agree on that yeah. one. So, Tasha, Kendra, thank you. Um, all of you. All, yeah. all of the people. Thank all the people you. who comment on the Reddit post, even if it's just to say, like, I'm so excited for this episode. It means the world to us. So, thank you very much. Yeah, we really, really love hearing that you guys look forward to listening to them, um, that you're yes. making them part of your routine. We've heard people, you know, listen to them on their commute. And I mean, that's what we're hoping for. So we love to hear that. Thank you guys for telling us. So coffee. Coffee. Okay. So I need your help deciding with coffee. Because there's three moments where coffee is mentioned. Mm -hmm. But no one drinks. I mean, I think we have to call it a nil episode. Like, if nobody drinks coffee, then nobody drinks coffee. Luke slams the coffee pot and says serve yourselves somehow i feel like they did it actually right like the vibe is off probably not <laughs> yeah um rory says that she's gonna make coffee but we never actually see her drink or make it and then something similar with lorelei again it's like she's gonna make coffee or she's gonna do it doesn't happen so i guess i'm calling it a zero zero no coffee done episode it's our first one of pop tarts and an apple <laughs> Yeah, they were yeah. too full of Pop-Tarts for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Because you know you have to eat them all. You open those Pop-Tarts, they're going to be stale. They're going to go stale. You know, they could probably put them in Ziploc baggies. You know, yeah, preserve. but 
preserve the pop tart. Why <laughs> open the unnecessary place? step? Just eat it. <laughs> We're so worried about these pop tarts. <laughs> We're just worried about waste. Food waste is a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> this is two episodes in a row, in a row now that we've had pop tart discussions. <laughs> yeah, we like pop tarts. All right. What's your favorite pop tart? Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'm so simple. I just like the frosted strawberries. I like the blueberry. Blueberry. Yeah, blueberry is really good. Anyways, if you are interested in getting in touch with us, our social media and contact information is at the end of the episode, as always. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, as always, I was Sandra. This is Emily. And I'm Jess. That was super smooth. So still. T- <laughs> As always, I am just. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>